Why do you love it so much? I think if you own your own business, you have to be prepared to take risks. Being a woman doesn't hold you back from achieving success. Yep, so if you're struggling, just stop and pause and, and really reflect on why am I struggling here. But I've also worked really hard and telling me it's luck, I think, just takes away some of that recognition of the hard work. One last question. Welcome to Tea with the Queen, a show where I talk with some of my favourite go-getters, inspiring and courageous women in leadership and business. I'm your host, Emma McQueen. I'm a business coach, executive coach, author and speaker. And for 20 years, I've been working with women to unlock their potential and get paid their worth while doing work they love. My guest today would say she fell into her role as the owner of a bookkeeping practice. But running a business for 20-odd years isn't something that just happens. Julie Doyle runs Cocoon Business Solutions, a recent rebrand from what used to be called Jed's Bookkeeping. Julie values relationships above everything else, and that has been the key to her success as a business owner, as you'll hear shortly. Years ago, before Julie ventured into bookkeeping, she was executive director of Master Locksmiths Association. I asked Julie how did that come about? and whether she can pick locks. Prior to going to the Master Locksmiths Association, I was an executive assistant in another role, and I had the most amazing executive director I worked with who mentored me amazingly and shared and helped me to learn a lot about business. And then I decided to to break out and go out into the big wide world, so I changed jobs And I went over as an exec assistant to the Master Locksmiths and the executive director and I were really the only staff. And so I learned a lot from him as well. And then when he resigned, I was then offered the job. Uh, And no, I can't pick locks. (laughs) (laughs) Would be a good skill to have, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So now you run your own business. Yes. What was the genesis behind Jed's bookkeeping? So I was working in uh, North America um, as a CEO of an electronic engineering company in the gaming field, in the electronic gaming field, and I uh, fell pregnant whilst I was there and uh, decided that I was going to be a single parent and it was probably better that I came back and was surrounded by family. And when I came back to Australia, it was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do to pay the bills? And I started going back into doing some management consulting. Um, And the bookkeeping just sort of started to happen out of those connections. Um, When I found out people weren't actually managing their financial affairs very well, and then all of a sudden I just started to take on more and more bookkeeping. And so the management consulting kind of fell away a little bit and the bookkeeping took over. Hmm, just like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the statistics on small business survival is pretty grim. It's about 80%, uh, 60% fall within the first three years. And you've been at it for 20 years. What's the secret? Um, look, I would have to say it's service and relationships with your clients. And as much as that statistic is out there, I've had so many of my 
clients on my list for 10 years plus. So they've managed to beat the statistic as much as what I've beaten the statistic. But, and I, and I believe a lot of that comes down purely to relationship. You, you, they love you. If they love you and they respect you and you are the same towards them, then they're happy to stay with you. And that, and their success, they're the heroes of my story because they are the successes. Therefore, I am successful. So, yeah. Oh, you're so humble. I suspect that they've got such a bloody beautiful bookkeeper that they're being able to stay in business. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you absolutely provide value and you're one of those people that goes above and beyond all the time. Um, I think that I love small business. I love that people have found this thing or this product or this service that they get passion out of and that they've been able to turn it from nothing or a hobby into this magical small business and it's not magical it's bloody hard work and I get a really big kick out of it when I get to learn how it works in the background and that helps me then inform them about their numbers so if their numbers are a bit off because I have got a kick out of their business and I understand it a little bit, I'm in a position to then discuss potentially what they can do to turn the numbers around. Um, And having been in that situation myself, I went from working in Melbourne in this electronic engineering environment to going over to Canada, get the office up and going on a permanent basis. And I'm not an electronic engineer and I had to rely on my team to educate me very quickly so that I could go out and sell it, sell this product that we were selling. And I used to get really excited about that. So I, I see I see so much excitement in the clients that I have in what they're trying to achieve out of their businesses. And it, and it is really, really exciting. And they are. They are the heroes of my business at the end of the day. Hmm. I think the other thing that I've noticed is that bookkeepers can tend to stick to a process and what I've noticed about you is that you're, while there is a process, you're really interested because you want to understand their business in tailoring your approach. That's been my, I suppose, view of how you've operated your business. Would that be fair? Absolutely, because um, I, I've, it's going to sound really weird, but I don't have a lot to do with other bookkeepers. But in the, the very small few that I do, they're very rigid in their approach. And I think a lot of that comes from they've never had to run a small business other than their own. They've never been actually in a business where they've had to make decisions. And because I have that CEO background, I've had to make some decisions about the companies that I've worked for in those roles And you've got to have all this information in front of you. And sometimes the numbers are just one component of a whole story. And so you've got to look at it from all of those other different angles and those other different aspects. So I think that's perhaps maybe where the difference is between myself and another straight-up bookkeeper. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, 20 years in the industry, amazing. It's a fair amount of time. (laughs) How old is your son? (laughs) (laughs) 20. (laughs) What changes have you seen in the profession over the years? Um, look, a lot a lot of good things, I'd have to say. So the introduction of the GST in 2000 meant that 
a lot of small businesses could no longer handle doing their own accounts. And their own accounts were generally in paper ledgers for some of them. And so along comes the GST and the software companies like QuickBooks and Zero, or not Zero at the time, but MYOB, pick up their game and we move forward. And it's great because the software is really, really helpful for output. It's fantastic. So then they introduce registered VAS agents. So we all, as bookkeepers, if we're going to stay in this industry, they make us step up to the next level. So you'll have a range of bookkeepers who've gone off and done Cert 4s. I did a postgrad in accounting. And so they've lifted that bar up yet again because there were some very old-fashioned bookkeepers out there who were ex, you know, accounts receivable clerks or accounts payable clerks who just switched over and said that they could be bookkeepers. And to a degree, some of them could be, but some of them could not be. And so the books would be a mess. But the best thing that's probably come out of it over the last 20 years is the technology. The AI they've now built into these software programs it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. That's awesome. And AI, for those that don't know, is? Artificial intelligence. So we we have the capability now to enter your data at one end or even to just send PDF invoices into an accounting program and the accounting program will read the PDF invoice and code it for you. It's just fantastic. That's so cool. Of course, you need to be prepared to use the technology as well, right? Uh, correct. Yes, absolutely. You need to be prepared. And it's interesting as, as I'm getting more and more used to the technology, I'm seeing where one program will have more work to do. They've got shortcomings at the moment and they need to pick up their game um, compared to another software program. But also in the background too, they're creating these um, dynamic uh, reporting activities in the background as well so that they just their, their front end takes all our data entry and turns them into these amazingly beautiful reports. So I want to start using those more and more as well to inform our clients. That's perfect. And with the latest crisis, which is COVID-19, has that affected your business at all? Well, <laughs> um, look, we have been very, very hectic Um We've had to step up and support clients who are in fear of going out of business, who are in fear of losing their homes. We've held their hand and tried to let them know we're here and supported them by letting them know where to go and get grants, where to go and get government funding, um, making sure the documentation for the government funding is correct, um, helping them, just listening to them, helping them with suggestions about how they might be able to pivot and that, that has been appreciated because I think accountants over the last sort of six or eight weeks, I think they've been in the middle of a perfect storm and sometimes they're missing. And so the clients are coming to us to ask questions. And because I've done the readings and all that sort of stuff, I do my best to answer them. And if I can't answer them, I'm honest and I'll say, you're going to have to ask your accountant. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you recommend businesses do to prepare for a post-crisis world? Uh, there's lots of things that I've started writing down and, and they range from better cash flow planning, starting to, to create a buffer from a cash perspective, business planning. Uh, business planning should be a live document, but lots of people are not using them that way. So they need to be revisiting their business plan. If they don't have one, they should be creating one. 
also looking at what happened in this instance. What was I able to do to pivot or what was I not able to do to pivot? And going forward, once we go back to whatever the new normal is supposed to be, what can I put in place that if we have to go into a second shutdown, what I can do better and differently and how can I approach my business to keep it going and maintain contact with my client base? Yeah, it's really interesting because I work with lots of women who have their own businesses and don't have a business plan and don't understand their cash flow or their profit and loss and don't have a buffer. So great, you said all those things because uh, that's what they definitely need. (laughs) (laughs) You recently changed your name from Jed's Bookkeeping to Cocoon Business Solutions. Congratulations. I love it. Why the change of name? I wanted to change the name because Jed's is actually the initials of my name. And it actually started off as Jed's Management Consulting. And then when the bookkeeping became the main business focus, we changed it to Jed's Bookkeeping. But it's about me and I don't want it to be about me anymore. Every day to get the data in, to get the information out to clients, to get the compliances done, all of that sort of stuff. I'm not working in this on my own. And so I decided I wanted it, as I'm getting older too, I wanted it to not just be about me. It needs to be more about the team collectively. So I grabbed my wee little team and we worked uh, together as a group and came up with some uh, core values and um, a mission and vision statement. But that came about from I'd had the idea of one name in my head and then when I said that name, the team went, oh, no. And and so we obviously went through this process and we engaged with uh, a brand manager who I work with, whose name is Jacinta Leipold, who runs Jack And, and she helped us work through our goals and our values and put it into words. And out of all of those words, this word about embracing and cocoon and wanting to see our clients being successful actually kept coming up and so that's that's kind of how it came about and and we do I know I said it earlier but our our clients are our success stories so to be able to take them nurture them and then watch them flourish is just the best the best <laughs> that's what you're all about helping them flourish what does the future hold for you and cocoon it's actually quite exciting so Because now more and more people are aware of the team and we're about to add another new member to the team as well uh, so that we can take on more more clients. And so I see a really bright future and there's some other exciting um, things that I want to start putting in place to pick up on your point about a lot of people not knowing how to write a business plan, how to manage cash flow, how to analyse their profit and loss. That's the direction I now want us to be moving as well is to become educators and not only have people and process, have clients and process their data, but make sure that they're understanding what the outcomes of that data entry is and what it means for their business. So into 2021, we'll be looking to probably be doing some workshops around all of those different things um, and some one-on-one work with clients as well, just to, to help them understand their numbers better 
Yeah. And I know that you've run a couple of workshops for me and that that's been illuminating for some of my clients. And I love the fact that you're data driven, but that you can also have fun. Um, if, if you can't have fun in your business or even in your relationship with anyone that you're dealing with, if you can't have fun, there's something wrong. And I, I like humour and I think life is stressful at times, but if you can laugh at the end of the day, I think you're a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I think that Cocoon is just going to take you to the next level, open up a new target market. I would love to see more women educated around this stuff so that they really knew their numbers and weren't scared about their numbers. Yeah, you're right. And and it's about empowerment as well. And if you understand your numbers better, it gives you a certain level of empowerment about your own future, about what's going on. Of course it does, yeah. Where can people find you, Julie? Uh Usually you'll find me at a comedy venue somewhere, but because we can't go out, um, no, I'm not, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, you're not joking. Normally people would find you at a venue like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, look, we have a, a, a cute little office down in Truganina, which is in the western suburbs, but our our latest and greatest website has, just, has gone live in the last couple of weeks and that's at cocoonbusinesssolutions.com.au. And please just pick up the phone. Uh, we're happy to have a chat to anybody and to step you through whether we can help you or not. We're, there are clients that they may need something else. We might not be the right fit for them, but I can usually work those things out pretty quick and I'm not going to waste their time if we're not the right fit for them. So um, I'll, I'll recommend them to somebody else. But, um, yeah, just pick up the phone. So for our audience, if you don't have a sense of humour, don't bother picking up the phone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and and if you don't, um, if you're not big on a potty mouth, I look. I, I try and control myself with clients, but I did actually drop the f bomb yesterday, and the client just laughed his head off. It was hilarious. But <laughs> um, I try and control myself. But yeah, I do have a bit of a potty mouth, so just be careful. I <laughs> love it. Well, thank you for not using your potty mouth on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, and thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you and Cocoon do so well. I know you're going to do so well, especially with educating women around their finances and helping empower them to be financially independent. Thank you, Emma. But you have to remember, probably the person who has uh, opened up some of this, these closed doors in my brain was you and my, my involvement with you as my business coach. So a big thank you to you as well. Oh, bless you. Thank you. I have this uh, beautiful recollection of our first ever phone conversation and how direct both of us were, and it was a match made in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) That's Julie Doyle, owner of Cocoon Business Solutions. That's it for this episode of Tea with the Queen. If you love this episode, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And you're very welcome to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us with promoting the podcast for others to listen to inspirational topics on leadership and business. If you want to contact me directly, all the details are at my website, emmamcqueen.com.au. It's also where you can find my new book, Go Getter, in which I share practical tips to take control of your life. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon.